he sounds like he's doing a vlog of his journey. I think that's super awesome. It'll also be good for you to catalog like your own like mistakes and things that you're learning from and like things that worked that you want to incorporate, you know? So Yeah, just stay away from my crypto. I don't want you in it. Yeah, don't do Steve's crypto. I don't want you in it. Because it's not you're We're not full. ready. You're We're not full. ready. We're full. Back to shit they don't tell you. I'm Nikki Limo, and this is my gorgeous husband oh, slash co-host. Thank you, Iceman. Hi, Stephen guys. Paul Green. Hi guys, and gals. How's it going? Um, today we haven't done a Q and A in, in quite a bit of yes. time, and so we thought we were due for one because there's been a lot of cues coming in that need some A's. And just another disclaimer: we are not experts at any of this. Okay, we're just trying to do we a good are experts job. Experts at telling you to break up, though. That's true. I think you should break it. up. I think we in proved advance. It. Break, up. break up. Okay. Yeah. By the way, all the Jesses and Joes in our lives have broken up. Now. That's true. So. If you are a Jess and you are with a Joe, break, break up. up for That's sure. Our just don't. If even if you just started dating, just break up. And our advertisers agree with that too. Right. <laughs> There's like a Jess and Joe advertiser right now that's like, oh, shit. Oh, God. Oh, no. Whoa. They're, they're pulling wires out over there. <laughs> All right. I'm going to try to get a variety of categories going on, too. I know a lot of times it's relationship questions. And sometimes people are like, we've heard too much relationship Ooh. questions. But guess what? There's someone out there that probably needs to hear it. And exactly. so we're, we're talking to them. Maybe just Stop move, being selfish. move it along. Okay. And you guys can ask me crypto questions anytime. <laughs> Anytime. Anytime. I'm ready to go. Well, actually, I do for the first question. It's not a crypto question, but okay. it is finance related. I can turn it into crypto. It's fine. Okay. This is, uh, <laughs> the title is Credit Cards. I just watched, listened to the Credit Score podcast with Joe Jizakawa. Joe Jizakawa was on a previous episode. And we talked about credit and how to fix your credit, how to Everyone raise your credit, how to establish that. credit. Everyone knows okay. That. I'm just letting you know. Literally. If you haven't watched that episode, you can watch that episode. It was very, it was a really good episode. Yes. Would it be beneficial to my credit score to open another line of credit while my other credit card is close to its limit? And the second question is, when it comes to paying it back, Joe mentioned he opened another card with 0% APR, switched the balance over and paid it off with a 0% APR card. Would this work the same way if you took out a personal loan and used that to pay the debt off and paid off the loan? Thank you in advance for your help. And if you can't answer, then that's cool too, because I already got a ton of help from the episode. Thank you so much. A broke college graduate. I don't know. Do you want me to answer the question? Please. <laughs> then, Take it away. you could turn it into crypto? Yeah. Okay. So the first question was, would it be beneficial to my credit score to open another line of credit while my other credit card is close to its limit? I would say only if the new credit card, it would only be beneficial if the new credit card had a similar um, limit to your old credit card. Then you could split the debt into both cards and it would reduce your ratio of of debt you'd reduce your debt ratio which is what you're graded on if mm. you have a, a card that's close to its limit your balance is close to its limit that's really really bad for your credit score that's high impact and it will definitely bring your credit score score very low um you either need to pay off that debt or open another card and it would be beneficial if you could split that debt up even better if the new card has a much higher limit then your old card, then you could put more of that debt over. Ideally, you would like the ratio to be less than 20%. So your balance to be less than 20% of your limit. And that doesn't matter. Um, sometimes people think that like, oh, if I have an overall limit, like between all of these cards, I have a limit of $20,000. Um, but like most of it's on this one card that maxes it out. So all these cards are like 1% ratio. And then this one's like a 40% ratio. 
they're only going to grade you on the 40% ratio. Like, it doesn't help. You need to spread that debt out. Spread that debt out there. Spread it out. Okay, so that's the first question. Second question is, when it comes to paying it back, Joe mentioned he opened another car with 0% APR, switched the balance over and paid it off with a 0% APR card. Would it work the same way if you took out a personal loan? You have to look into the agreement that you made when you got that personal loan because some of them, I believe, say that you can't use a credit card to pay it off. True. So really, I mean, some some it might be okay, but look into the agreement that that you signed because I think it's more case by case. And I could be wrong about that, but I, I'm pretty sure it's, it's in the whatever you signed. Um, If they do allow it, then yeah, it would absolutely be beneficial for you to switch the balance over to a 0% APR card because you're probably paying a high interest rate on a a loan or much higher than 0%. So yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. There you uh, go. And how do you, uh, what would you do with crypto? Buy buy Ethereum. Buy Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. I on wanna, a credit card? I always say buy Bitcoin, but I don't really mean that. I'm talking mostly about Ethereum. So you're lying. And stuff. Well, no, it's just nobody Liar. knows. When I say Ethereum, nobody right. knows what that is. So when I say Bitcoin, everyone's like, oh, okay, crypto stuff. So right, that's, that's right. what I'm getting at. But, you know, I, I get so much. You use it synonymously with crypto. Yes. Instead of using it how it is. It's like when people say Kleenex instead of tissue. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I got to say, a bunch of, I've noticed a bunch of gas stations now have bitcoin atms it makes my pp very hard do they let you take out ethereum there a lot of them had that okay yeah a lot of them well, have there that. you go ethereum and when i say buy ethereum do your own research okay thank you yes all right next this one's titled not financial advice is what i'm saying oh wow this is pretty long hold on it looks like they highlighted stuff in red that um might be so like the, the bullet points. Yeah, they, they, they edited it for <laughs> okay. us. Okay, so this one's titled "So They Don't Tell You Question: College Slash Friends Slash Relationships." Hi, Nikki and Steve. I'd like to say anonymous, please. Maybe you guys can give me a fun nickname. Hippopotamus. That's not that well, creative. That's really fun. Pink hippopotamus. Okay. All right, pink hippopotamus. That would be like flub flubulous hippopotamus. Okay, flubulous hippopotamus. What's your question? Okay, also for your convenience, I have split up my question into different sections, and if it's too long, key pieces of info will be written in red. <laughs> I love how organized this is. Okay. Organized or anal? Or Compliments. Both. This is all in red. Okay. You guys are so amazingly funny and so wise, and I have loved listening to your podcast on my daily walks. Oh, my God. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, Flubulence. Thank you, Flubulence Hippopotamus. Say the whole name. Be polite. Uh, they have been especially great to bring a spotlight to my face during lockdown here for the vibe. Uh-huh. I learned so many things from this podcast and also Big Moon. Shout out to our competitors. Don't shout out our competitor. Please edit that out, Mark. That I think that if I'm an awesome adult, you guys would definitely be part of the reason why. Oh, my God. This is so sweet. Wow. I also think it's cool the way you guys are unafraid to share your honest thoughts and feelings. I hope someday I will be able to do this, too. You are amazing, Flubulous Hippopotamus. We love yeah, you we so love... Flubulous Anonymous Hippopotamus. We love you. Background info. So I, 16-year-old female, will be starting college in September. I would just really appreciate some advice and reassuring words. I don't feel like I've been using this time in lockdown as productively as I should have been, and I'm quite concerned that this bad habit will continue into my A-level studies. A-levels are exams that you take at the end of your second year of college in the UK. Whoa, she's planning ahead. Yeah. I'm especially worried that, I know, wow, that's like, if you're 16, that's like years away. But think about how anal a lot of this is so far. That's true. She has got Ooh. it all laid out. Oh, analyze a lot. Yeah. I'm especially worried that because of my GCSE exams, exams you take at the end of the year, I think they're similar to SATs, uh, a year 11. 
Um, they were canceled this year due to the pandemic. I'm going to mess up my A minus levels because I haven't properly experienced an exam atmosphere. Wow. <sighs> she's done mock exams before, but not the <laughs> regular exams. Exam atmosphere even. So she's not too worried about her grades. I'm more worried about my work ethic. I'm also feeling rather panicky in regards to my social life. Over the past two-ish years, I've been able to really establish a friendship that I'm generally quite happy with. I've got two best friends who I'm really close with, and for the first time in my life, I also have guy friends. One of my most irrational fears is that one one day all of my friends are going to just randomly decide that they don't like me anymore, and I'm worried college could almost act as a trigger for something like this to happen. I also have found it more difficult in recent years to make new friends, and I'm kind of worried I'll end up alone. Also, I've, I've been in a relationship before. Okay, well, that's good to know. But more recently, I have been becoming more and more insecure about my appearance and personality and whether or not I'm attractive. I know I don't just want to rush into a random relationship just for the sake of having a relationship, but I hate how inexperienced and undateable, quote unquote, I feel. Questions. How do I motivate myself and keep being continuously productive during college? How do I socialize and make new friends at college whilst also maintaining my old ones? How do I start slash navigate a relationship as a teenager and overcome my insecurities? And am I allowed to send more than one email with different topics in each one or is one email per is it one email per customer? <laughs> I hope you guys have an amazing day today and just an awesome life in general. You're we so love you. Sweet. You're so sweet. I'm, love anonymous or whatever nickname you gave me if you chose to do this anonymous flubulous hippopotamus. Now look, we are, we are we're not laughing at you, okay, hon. We are laughing at the way that you are putting at all this how shit. Methodical, organized, and dedicated you it's are. Adorable. And at the end of the day, are like, how can I be more organized yes. and productive? And she's like, also, I'm worried about um, if I trip and fall at, at 70, am I going to shatter my hip? Right, right. Like, whoa, bro, you are, uh, yeah. she is a bit of a stress ball over there. So I think step one is- Relax, take a deep breath. Right. It's fine, you're gonna be fine. I think the biggest tool for you to put in your toolbox would be meditation and uh, focusing on pr the present moment. Yes. And like being more conscious of being present. It's really hard when you're an analytical type, which I can tell that you are, because all of this is, highly analyzed it was even like the, i only read the red parts you know what i'm gonna do there's the red there's like a lot more i am going to okay so this sounds corny and lame and all this stuff but that's fine i accept it <laughs> i am going to do in a future episode should they don't tell you i'll do a guided meditation wow yeah because i do this actually on our patreon and bonus on our episode patreon only. Yeah, <laughs> there you go no but I, I think that that'll i think that some somebody like this could use something like that just to help yeah just to help go to this especially place. at 16 i was not thinking about meditating at 16 i was like how do i get my shit done how do i get my life in order what if i never make it yeah. i i relate hard to this person totally man it's and, just anxiety and, and even the way you analyze your current friendships oh my god my friendships are crumbling they'll, cr they'll crumble they're One fine day, right now but they'll crumble Totally. They're all going to turn on me. They're all not going to like me. Am I likable? Am I attractive? Am I good enough? I felt all of those things. Everyone. Yeah, it's so relatable. Yeah. You're going to be just fine. You're a you're a really nice person, obviously. You got a lot going for you. You're very you're very bright. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to be completely fine. You're worried about the right things. Totally. I, I mean, you're not lazy, obviously. You wouldn't fucking write an email like this. Yeah. And you're organized, which is great. So motivating yourself and keep being constantly productive during college, I, I think you'll have no problem with that because once you get into a routine, you will be on almost autopilot. Like it'll, you'll work like a, a machine. And yeah, those learning new things is hard, and you'll have to study and all that, and like you'll have to pass your exams. But I think you have a 
great work ethic. Give I mean, your, I don't know you, but like from no, this dude, email, give it seems yourself like, some credit over there, please. Yeah. I don't think you do that enough. Especially if you were at an A level. Well, she had to even put in A minus level. Right. You were at an A level uh, of grades. So um, you said she said that uh, she's not worried about grades, but work, work ethic. Look, you don't just luck yourself into good grades. Like I used to think that because I was like, oh, I could cram right before the test mm -hmm. i can like look at something and then picture it and then i memorized it and then i'd forget all the information so to me that was a bad work ethic but you know what works efficiently for you for me that was actually efficient so yep. give yourself some credit in that regard just because it wasn't hard for you doesn't mean it's bad work ethic mm -hmm. things don't have to be difficult for them to be efficient or of value yeah you're making it difficult enough on yourself girl just chill yeah, and then with the socializing and making new friends at college whilst also maintaining your old ones, I wouldn't worry about that so much. Sometimes we just grow out of relationships. People grow and- And sometimes you grow into some. You don't even know where they're right. coming from. You have no idea. You're going to- I think it's actually healthy to set those boundaries and only keep people in your life that are helping you to grow and into the direction that you want to be growing. Because sometimes worrying about maintaining these old relationships that no longer serve you or that are actually- bringing you down, or maybe they're just such a completely different life path than the direction that you're going, but you feel guilty like you should be loyal to them, that actually is more harmful to you than just letting it go. Dude, the whole reason why I even got into improv professionally, because I wasn't really going to do that, and that changed my life forever, by the way, um, was because I had a friend call me and be like, yo, you should come try for improv with me. Like, I'm with this little improv group, and you'd be great on it. Like, yeah. it was just a random call out of nowhere. It changed the fucking trajectory of my life. Yeah. Like, like, me being on YouTube, all this stuff happened as a result of that happening. So, you just don't know where opportunities going to come from, friendships are going to come from. All mm -hmm. my friendships came from that. Like, you don't even know. So, just relax and just trust the universe and trust things. Yeah, that... trust is a huge thing. Yeah. I think that sometimes we plan a lot because we're, we don't like the uncertainty. But the uncertainty is all a part of life. It's going to be there. It's going to be constant forever. Like you're, no one knows what's going to happen. Uh, there's no guarantees in life. All you can do is try to be the most prepared you can. But don't put that much pressure on yourself to have it work out a certain way or need to be a certain thing, um, because then you're blocking other opportunities that could come up, like what you were talking about with yeah, your friend. Yeah, you just don't know where they're going to come from. So just relax a little bit. Trust yeah. that things will work out. And also, when it comes to friendships, remember you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So if you start going in a different direction, don't feel obligated to stay with people that are no longer in that in that same mode that you're in. And people want to be friends with nice people who are pleasant and stuff. So you, you, yeah. you'll be fine. You'll be fine. If someone's going to be like, I don't want to be your friend anymore because you're ugly. Like, you don't want that person as a friend anyway. No. <laughs> and yeah, apparently you can't ask more than one question in an email. Um, oh, and the last one was, uh, how do I... How do I start navigate a relationship as a teenager and overcome my insecurities? I think just look at this time as a practice time. Yes. So I go. I challenge you to go and fail. It's very go, likely. Go get rejected. Right? Yes. Re get as many rejections as you can. It's because... so likely that all these people, you'll never even remember them in, your, in 10 years. Exactly. So just just know that. Any falling on your face, do it now. You have immunity, girl. Mm-hmm. You have diplomatic immunity right now, dude. You'll get humility out of it. It, it'll build your character as a person. You'll no longer be that scared of rejection. It'll help you a lot in your future relationships to just go on a limb and try things and 
fail, you'll be surprised at how much you succeed at some of them that you thought you were going to fail at. I think it was a fun experimental time. This is like one of those videos like, talking to my former self. <laughs> true. That's what this feels like. Yeah, right that's now. true. Yeah. We actually just did one of those on Big Mood. Um, if you want to check it out. Oh, nice. Um, we talking to our 20-year-old selves. Yeah? Yeah. Did you, were you super sanctimonious about it like a lot of those videos are? Nah. Okay, good. Really? Th that, that shit drives me nuts. Well, actually, most of us had the sentiment of like, I don't think we'd change anything. That's tight. Like where we're like, yeah, like. I've tried to, I think all of us have tried enough to like not have regrets. That's good. I always judge decisions over like whether or not I'm going to regret not doing it. True. Because a lot of times we hold ourselves back because we're like, well, it's too much of a risk. But at the end of the day, life's all about taking risks. It's like the, the best moments of my life have been from taking a risk. Yep. So at the end of the day, when I'm at the end of my life and I'm looking back, I don't think I'm going to to regret anything as long as I gave it a fair shot. I will regret the barbecue that I had one time in Arizona at a gas station. Okay, that's I will, fair. I will always regret that. I don't know why you would have a barbecue at a gas station. I was so hungry, it was all they had was like a bar pulled pork barbecue oh, sandwich. I, th I pictured you having a barbecue, like actually with a spatula and shit and having a barbecue at a gas station. I was not station. trying to start a business Gasoline at a gas station. Gasoline is very flammable. Don't do the pulled pork barbecue sandwich. That's what I would tell my former self. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. Most people at their deathbed regret the things they didn't do more than the things they did. So keep that in mind. There you go. Anyway. Some people don't even get a deathbed. Helps. Because they got hit by 18-wheeler or some shit. Jeez. Yeah, dude. They get death baggies. Oh, my God, stop. <laughs> Hope that helped anonymous. Yeah, I think that was a good way to get out of there. Okay, letting go of my past. Hi, Nikki and Steve. I would like to start by saying I love you guys and I find you guys very inspiring. Please keep me anonymous. And I'm so sorry this is a little bit long. Sad face. It's okay. Thank you. And it's okay. We forgive you. I'll survive. So I'm currently 25 years old. I had my relationship for almost two years when I was 15, even though I was really young. Took this relationship really seriously. He was a, he was such a sweetheart. But at that time, I didn't know how a relationship would work. So I thought to make my, uh, my boyfriend stay with me, I need to put him down and never compliment him in anything. <laughs> Okay, because that's how I grew up in my family. I didn't know back then that I needed to work on myself since clearly I was very insecure. This but, chick is self-aware. Yeah, that's great. That's the first step. But my intention was never bad. I I really never meant to hurt him. So obviously I got dumped with no I got dumped with no closure and I deserve it. But still, back then I didn't know what I did, so I used to hate him so much for that. Mm. A little while after that, I got close to this mutual friend of ours who's five years older than me. He was the one who listened to my story and was there the whole time when I was feeling sad. A couple months later, we ended up going out together officially. And since he was older, I looked up to him a lot. But it was the worst decision I've ever made since he knew I was vulnerable, so he was able to control and manipulate me. He also started to become very abusive emotionally and physically. Side note, I remember how he used to put me down a lot, like what I did to my ex, so that's when I finally realized how mean I was with my first boyfriend emotionally. I stayed with him for four years. In the beginning, I felt like this was just karma from what I did in the past, and I deserve it, even though it is actually way worse than what I did. Wow. Fast forward, I finally had enough, and I broke up with him three years ago. So now I haven't had a boyfriend since that guy. I tried online dating. I went to a couple dates and, and it didn't go well. And I'm kind of tired of going on dates. I prefer having a relationship with someone I know 
from like friends or something where relationship just forms without trying. This struggle makes me realize how wonderful my first boyfriend was and I would never find anyone like him ever again. I can't help but to feel so guilty and never actually apologized about it. I would want to apologize, but I don't know how since it's been seven years. On the other hand, sometimes some actions of people triggered my past memories of my abusive ex. I would sometimes become very defensive and even cry at night since I started to remember how he treated me. It makes me a little paranoid. I don't know if this thinking is normal or if I'm just overthinking everything. I don't even know where and how else I will be able to find a boyfriend and if my asking is realistic enough. I'm so sorry that this is long, but thank you. I love you guys. Sounds like she just needs closure on her previous relationship. Sounds like you feel very guilty. Yeah, yeah. so she needs that closure of like, I apologize, which I right. think is really good and healthy. And forgiveness. Yeah. Even if it doesn't come from him, like you need to forgive yourself that you were just, you were very young. You didn't know on, what yeah. you were doing was bad. And um, I didn't, I don't think you... Like you said, your, your intentions weren't bad. And you grew from it, obviously. Listen to you now. So mm -hmm. that's great. So yeah, just reach out to the cat. Maybe on Facebook, type in a little message. Be like, yo, I'm so sorry. I was mean. I, I learned from it, grew from it, all this stuff. I'm sorry for what I did to you. That's horrible. Yeah, just be sincere and honest and, and don't expect a response. No, like, just do it though. If It'll he responds, then that's great. But at least you put it out there. Yeah. You know, that you're, you're sorry and... And you can get that weight off your chest. And let's be honest, you don't even feel like you deserve a response, obviously. So mm -hmm. so don't even expect it. Yeah, and uh, abuse is never karma. Karma is never an excuse for abuse. Like You definitely didn't deserve to be treated poorly and um, emotionally and physically abused because of anything that you did by accident in a different relationship. Yes. I don't think that's true. So I, I hope that your thinking has changed since then. Um, but... Yeah, I, I think I relate a lot to what you're saying um, because I felt like a lot of the stuff that happened in my abusive relationship, um, I would write it off because I was like, well, maybe this is just karma because right. I, I for a while wasn't into my ex, uh, the one before him, and I just let it go for a while and I was just kind of like, I'd kind of be nitpicky about things and like, you know, like find excuses for why I didn't want to hang out with him and stuff. And so when that was happening to me in the new relationship, I was like, oh, well, this is karma. How, this is karma. But then he would go above and beyond that, you yeah, know, yeah. and then it became justified in my mind. And so I, I get how your mind can go there, even though it's not true. It shouldn't be justified at all. But karma is such a great retrospect tool like what she did here yeah. to learn about herself and about what she did and put yourself in another person's perspective. That's all I think it's about. I for don't think sure. it's about the actual result of like, Oh yes, the universe is, is punishing you for this shit. I don't buy that. Yeah. It's lessons learned. And yeah. um, also don't think that like, Oh, you let the love of your life go. Like the first guy you didn't know what you had and now you'll never find that again. That's not true either. What it really did was just let you know, like what qualities you're looking for in a guy. Like so you can maybe... appreciate the next guy. Exactly. You'll know exactly when you find it. And with the abusive one, you'll know exactly what you don't stand for yes. and what you're not willing to settle for. And you'll be able to see red flags more clearly than you were when you started that relationship. But don't make your new guy pay for what your old guy did to you either. True. You got to give him a blank slate. Got to give completely trust. clean clean slates. And then if they betray that, then that's a whole different story. And don't hold them to a standard of your first ex. No, God no. Where you're like, well, yeah, my first ex was much better than you. No. Can't do that either. Okay, very easy answer. There you go. There you go. There you go. All easy and done. Easy peasy. Yep. Well, send us an invite to your wedding. Mm -hmm. We did it. Okay. High five. High five. We're great. We're fucking We're so awesome. This person's probably going to tell us how awesome we are. Yep. This one's not a relationship question. That's the title. 
It's a financial question. Great. I'm glad about all yes. these finance questions. Hey, Iceman and Icebreaker. <laughs> it's Iceman, but okay. Breaker, Breaker, one, two, three. Thank you. Love the podcast. Love the vlogs. And especially love the Stiggy Show. When are we getting more? Aw. True. <laughs> we love you. Well, well COVID kind of wrecked that. That COVID wrecked that. And also the YouTube algorithm just started marking all Sticky Show episodes. Like it was overnight. They used to get consistently the same audience yep. every single time. Yeah. And then it marked my channel as a gun channel. Yes. And then a weapons manufacturer all channel. the Sticky Show. It didn't affect Tasty Tuesday, but the Sticky Show in particular. Yeah. Like was it, it wasn't showing notifications to people. It wasn't sh showing up in subscriber feeds. So... Yeah, it was a lot to make those and then not have anyone be able to find them. Yeah. So we're working on that, working but on maybe it. maybe Thank sometime you. in the foreseeable future. And bless you. I'm also one of your male viewers, and I would like to be not anonymous. My Hell name yeah. is Millen, pronounced like Dylan. I'll try to keep this as quick as possible. Shout it from the rooftops. The question is, how do you feel about investing in yourself? Specifically, I'm building a creative entrepreneur brand slash business and would love your perspective on how I should go about investing in it. I'm fortunate to have a fairly high paying job as a software engineer, and I think I would have up to $500 a month available to potentially invest in this given my current expenses. This would go up to $1,200 or more a month in a year. The rub here is how do I balance this versus other financial goals? I would like to save up for a house down payment eventually, which would be like 40K for a down payment, closing costs, moving costs, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm in Phoenix and I'm looking at a place that would be comparable to what I'm renting at the moment. I'm not jumping to buy a place immediately. So this is a goal for a good two, three years from now, maybe a little bit more. There's also retirement savings, which I'm currently not contributing to. My employer has suspended 401k matching due to COVID. I don't know how confident I am in the foundational stability of the market right now, aka I think companies are over, overly valued relative to their debt ratios and the general lack of cash among consumers. I'm 25 years old if this makes a difference to you. Basically, it feels like investing in myself and my business is far better than any of the other options. For context, this business is in tech. It's a tech media business. It centers around the idea that I'd be doing my thing as a creative person, creating potentially revenue-generating products like SAAS applications, games, etc., and then have a running vlog slash podcast catalog cataloging this journey for people to see. I've already got this part started. The podcast is called Spy Fi. Plug it. Spy Fi Get After it, Dark. And the broader, Get it, girl. It's a guy. He's I know. Uh, oh, okay. That's the nomenclature. Broader band is Spy Fi Industries. I thought there had been some ups and downs. Feels like I'm coming into a rhythm now. Should I try to balance my investing differently or just put the money into my business and not worry about it so much? Also, side question, Nikki, do you have a recommendation for a refillable thin point pen for bullet bullet journaling my handwriting is not the best and with the thicker pens it ends up pooling slash looking extra messy i bought some Stedler pigment liner pens which are great but they aren't refillable i use the point three pen for most of my it's very what? detailed dude what is your deal with pens bro you need to fucking hey i hey hey you got too far you need to chill about the no, pens no 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 he's no, no, not no, no. he's not even chill about the pens i feel you fellow pen addict um i will address this question too come on bro she's my wife and to preempt Mr. Iceman, I'm not going to invest in crypto. I don't know the space well, and it seems more of a shit show than an investment vehicle at the moment. I don't think crypto is for you. Thanks. Love you guys. Guy. <laughs> Give us more sticky show. <laughs> oh, even uh, his signature is polymath writer, designer, and developer, web dev by day, practitioner of the hero's journey by night. My podcast link. My website link. But you got an entrepreneur mindset for sure. Absolutely. Um, crypto is not for you. I think that you've had some hard set judgments just by reading the text so far just like first reactions off it like you've already decided certain things about certain industries and so i think open your mind a little bit um in that arena but that's not a huge that's just a minor thing that i noticed um 
but you can't find refillable fine point pens. I mean, maybe you can, but I have not had any luck in that department. I use a refillable, um, what's it called? Does anyone actually refill these things? I'll find out what my pen is and I'll put it in the description. But it's it's kind of thick, so I don't I don't know if you'd like it that much. But it's a ballpoint pen. Well, Nikki definitely likes it thick, so. Uh, what does that mean? Um, with uh, your pens usually. Yeah, yeah, I definitely like. Well, no, I don't. I yeah. Well, no, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like both. No, you don't. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so addressing the question, like you have all these different financial goals, and he's like, "Well, do I?" Do I spread it out? Do I go this way right. first and then this way? I think you should definitely tackle one at a time. Invest in yourself, though. It's yeah, first, yeah, yeah. And I foremost. mean, obviously, you feel the most confident in that arena. Yeah. Also, I think you'll get a good idea for how businesses work. You'll get a good idea of like how the taxes work on that. Like, mm-hmm. you'll get your feet wet in that, you know, business arena. I think the the sooner you can start a business, the better. I think everyone should. At least try it, if, especially he, if you have this entrepreneurial mindset. I think he already has a plan, so he's yeah. already kind of navigated some of the hard he's confident. And so if any mistakes come up or like, you know, you, you have some road bumps, you'll be able to learn from them. And exactly. you'll be able to grow new businesses faster after learning those things. So it's never a bad idea, I think, especially if you have a plan like that. And this is obviously uh, an area that you're skilled in and you are confident about. So I think for sure, follow your passion there. I think that's super, super clear. Um, especially if you have a good grip on reading. I don't know anything about tech. So I, like some of the stuff you were talking about, I've, I mean, sounds good to me. <laughs> sounds sick. <laughs> if you feel confident about it, like do it for sure. Um, it'll also generate, the idea is that it will generate a lot of revenue for you. It'll generate profits. And then you can it's use fulfilling. those profits to then either dump back into your business, start a new business, or figure out a, a different investment way you want to go. If you want to save for a down payment for a house, maybe you can set aside some of those profits. But the idea is you're creating multiple Revenue streams of revenue. Yes. And that's what you ultimately want is to have enough streams of revenue that you can then dedicate some, uh, allocate some of that money to a new investment. Yes. And then you just keep rinse and repeating that. Um, the as far as the stock market and housing market go i don't think any of that is predictable ever like we just can never know you can Fuck look at no, trends but dude, you can, you can't you can look at the Fed printing all this money and think there's not going to be consequences exactly, somewhere exactly. but so far there hasn't been but man yeah. that that fucking that day is going to be interesting but when he's talking about like companies being overvalued right now and i think you know what you're talking about going into the tech space a lot of the tech companies are not being overvalued no. because they there's a lot more runway now it's almost like the pandemic stuff helped them. Oh man, everybody moved into tech. Everybody's I mean, everyone's on yeah, Zoom calls, everyone's right, on fucking computer, yeah. everyone's on the internet. Like, yeah, so more when, than ever. when one industry gets dunked underwater, like another industry will flourish. Uh, industries are always popping up to solve the problems of whatever's gone wrong in the marketplace. So mm-hmm. as long as you're doing your research and you know what companies are investing in, I think that that's, I think you're okay there. But it doesn't sound like you're interested in that arena, which no. is fine. You don't have to be right now. You can, I, I would say, go for the business route. Go like, yeah, what we said before, yep. go that entrepreneurial go route. And then um, keep note of, he sounds like he's, he's doing a vlog of his journey. I think that's super awesome. It'll also be good for you to catalog like your own like mistakes and things that you're learning from and like things that worked that you want to incorporate you know so yeah just stay away from my crypto i don't want you in it 
you don't do Steve's crypto. I don't want you in it. Because it's not you're We're not full. ready. You're We're not full. ready. We're full. You're not ready for that. Yeah. They want serious people only. Thank you. <laughs> and with that uh in mind, we will be right back after these beautiful words from our sponsors. Well, it's like us. Well, they're, but they're, that's, that's why, like us talking about it. That's why it's beautiful words. It's beautiful words, yeah. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Bly. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back. We are going to answer some more of your wonderful, beautiful, exciting, titillating questions. This one is titled, How Do I Be an Equal? Hi, Sticky. You guys and JK are really big role models in my life, and I really appreciate you guys just for existing. Oh, my God, we love you. We love, we love you for existing you. as well. My problem is I keep putting people on a pedestal, and I don't know how to be an equal with certain people, even though we are. I realized it was the biggest problem in relationships I've had in the past, and I want to fix this problem, but how can I fix it myself without having someone to not put on a pedestal? That's all. Thank you. Love you guys. Well, Sent you... from a flip. Wait, oh, Nice. Nice I don't know flex. if you meant. Uh, nice I don't know if you meant Filipino or like a flip phone. Oh, I think you meant. Oh, I didn't even think of the Filipino angle. Oh yeah, I'm like, what up? <laughs> uh, if you put something on a pedestal, it means that you are you're valuing it more than yourself. I guess is his interpretation of that. Yeah, that's interesting. I I don't think that there's a way a method to do it really to stop doing it. I just think you have to be mindful when you are doing it. I think you also, I think there's some toxicity too, depending on what the definition is, because some people put others on a pedestal. That person didn't be, didn't ask to be put on that pedestal right. and they will ultimately disappoint you because they are a human being, they have flaws. And if you have these high expectations for them because you put them there and then they fail to meet those expectations, you might have resentment towards them. Also, if they're equals, then treat them as equals. I don't, I don't, right. that, that's it. And by the way, I've, we've been in, um, you know, around a bunch of big tubers and all this stuff over the years, and I've seen a lot of people in their little friend circles yeah. pedestalize these people. True. Anything they want to do, everyone's just like, yeah, we're doing that tonight, even if they don't want to do it. Like, it's fucking, it's pretty weird. Don't do it at the sacrifice of your own self-respect. Exactly. If you don't want to do something and they want to do it, and it's like goes against something that like like I don't want to go walk around a fucking Universal City Walk yeah. tonight uh, with <laughs> with you, my famous friend. I, like I don't feel like it. If you're constantly a yes man, you will lose respect in their eyes. You need to have your own opinions and and be able to stand by those opinions and have a certain a certain level of independence. Um, because if you're just someone they mop the floors with uh it just doesn't they won't see you as an equal and that disparity will start to grow yeah and that's not really a friendship either yeah it's sort of like a subject slash yeah. ruler situation that nobody wants to be in also i never like to feel like i work for people i feel like i work with people yes and true. I, I just think that that's so important like yeah. we do a lot of stuff with jk and stuff but i never feel like i'm working for them i always feel like we're working together yeah which, 
which you just have to have that. Even on projects like um, in traditional acting, like I, I used to feel like, I'm just a meager actor. Please give me a job, yes. you know, and like alms for the poor. And then when I'd get a book, something, I'd be like, oh my God, like I can't believe they picked me, you know, right. as if I didn't have any value for the reason they, they chose to, to book me. Yeah. And ever since I started looking at more like a collaboration where it's like, well, I want to add my own artistic expression to the project that I feel like will make it better. Mm-hmm. You know, us working together makes it better. And that's, I hope, why you picked me and not because of some other reason um it it, i've had the best projects that i've worked on i've loved the stuff that i've worked on yeah so yeah there's a i mean you know even when we're in the jk um sandbox i like to look at it like we're playing with their toys right so it's a respectful thing yeah where you're like there's something that you guys built it's your toys that we're playing with but Mm -hmm. i don't feel like uh it's like um, it's for uh, as their subject or anything. Yeah. it's very very collaborative, mm-hmm. and any good friendship I think is more collaborative and less hierarchical. Like you know what you bring to the table. Exactly. It, like you're there to help enhance whatever project you're working on. Yes. And same vice versa. If I if I book someone to work on one of my projects, like I feel like they have a certain level of skill that they're contributing to make my project better. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want me to just sit there and nod, it's probably not going to happen. I'm probably going to have input right. to try to help whatever I'm part of. And so and that's just part of me. And if you don't like it, no problem. Yeah. It same, same goes with every job. Like if you're an employee, you're there, that business hired you to help their business. Right. You know, and you are a, an asset to their company. Exactly. Yeah. And then you just have to think of yourself as an asset to whatever relationship you're in. Hope that helps. We love you. Next is selfish boyfriend? Question mark. Oh, no. Hi, Nikki and Steve, a.k.a. Iceman. Thank you. And icebreaker. No, oh. they didn't say that. I love shit they don't tell you. Huge compliment. We oh, love wait. you. Huge complaint? <laughs> I think she meant to put compliment. No, she has a big complaint about it. A huge complaint. She you loves it too much. You guys are amazing. Oh, okay. So, okay. So try not to just tell me to break up. Oh, fine. I know. There's an ellipsis after that. So she wanted us to pause and yeah. really give it some Reflect. thought. All right. Fine. We'll be open-minded. But my boyfriend is very nice and caring to me and our cat. The thing is, he only cares about himself. He says he cares about me, but he doesn't care about other people. I personally care so much about a person's feelings, and I would never want to hurt anyone, even a stranger. He doesn't feel the same. He doesn't care about hurting people, but says he would care if he hurt me. Is this something I should be worried about? We've been together for three years, and I didn't really realize this till recently. Wanted to hear what you guys thought. Thank you. You should break up with him. You should break up. <laughs> no. Um, I guess I'm having trouble understanding because he sa- she says the it thing is like he, he only cares about himself. He said, but then he cares about her and not other people. So it's not just himself. He cares about himself and you, you. and the cat. It's, it sounds like it. it. Sounds like Are Steve. Are we right so far? Thank you. <laughs> she said it sounds like me. Well, I mean, honestly, it's just because... Yeah, and just to you know, I do put Nikki on a pedestal because she's my wife, and but I think to some degree you do care about hurting people's feelings. I wouldn't go that as so far as to like right, but it's different, right? right. So um, it's it's like what you told our brother Dane. Mm-hmm. You were like, you don't understand. Steve only cares about me. He literally doesn't even like anybody else. Yeah, and there there is a an amount that I care about people versus you mm-hmm. that is insane right and so yes i do care about others but it's to a fucking much smaller degree right as the way that i care about you and i think that that's how it should be and and you have i think it's like 
and I don't know how your boyfriend is, but you have no um, problem hurting someone's feelings if you think that they you're, they're in the you're they're in the wrong, right? Yes, and and whereas like I would still like don't not want to hurt their feelings. Correct. Yeah, but that's and that's all about if you're a good friend and yeah. somebody's fucking up, you tell them you're, that they're fucking up. That's it. Yeah, it's just simple. It's just. Yeah, I don't ever want to say something about uh, behind someone's back. I'm big on this, that I don't say to their face. Mm-hmm. I never do it. I, I'm not a shit talker. If I have said something in your about you, I've said it to your face. Like, I just, and, and, but I have never talked bad on Nikki anywhere. Right. That'll never happen. Mm-hmm. And that's just how I am. Yeah. So I, I'm, I just believe in that. So it sounds like your guy's kind of like that. Yeah. Am I crazy? I mean, unless he's just flat out being super rude to people. Like, I guess yeah, like I would have to judge. To exactly. I, I, like I would that. have to judge on how they treat a waiter. I, yeah, I agree. Because it's if so they're important. just randomly rude and aggressive towards other people for no reason, then yeah, that guy sounds like a dick. Yeah, he's a dick. It dick. doesn't really matter how good he treats you because ultimately he's he's got some self issues he's got to work on because he's he has to kind assert of a dick. himself yeah. over people. But if he's just like kind of blase to other people and like, but he really cares about you, then I think that's okay. Do and you feel loved by this man. Right. That's important. And do you feel like they have your back? Yeah. I feel like that's those are the questions. And if he's not being shitty to like the people around you or your parents or whatever, I think you're fine. Yeah. If he's not hurting people on purpose, like trying to you know, bully people. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So there, but we it, didn't tell you to break up. See, how about that? See? You're surprised, aren't you? Yeah. We can yeah. say things other than break up. You can buy crypto too. I like you. Yeah. Okay, this one's interesting by the title. Uh, this one's titled, Kyle, my bisexual girlfriend turned lesbian dumped me. Oh, that's sexy. <laughs> Hi, Nikki sexy. and Steve. This is very sexy. Very good title. My name is Kyle. I'm from Dublin, Ireland. I am 23 years old. My girlfriend, Courtney, also 23 years old, and I dated since October 2019 and broke up on the 1st of June. When we first dated, she told me that she was a bisexual girl and she had dated three previous girls and she saw them as lesbian relationships. Her last relationship was a three-year lesbian marriage that ended in divorce in May of 2019. So sorry. Wait, so she got married, oh, when she was 20, wow. Wow. Okay. Um, She told me that her past relationships were emotionally abusive and that her latest marriage was physically and emotionally abusive. I must also preface that she showed interest in me first, and she also made the first move for our first time to have sex together. We only moved in together in late February. She moved really quickly. Um, in our breakup, she said that she is now a lesbian because of compulsory compulsory heterosexuality. Com- compet is what she calls it. I'm devastated, heartbroken, and have developed sen- deep senses of sexual doubt and rejection, and I may say trust issues too. She pl- flew back to Connecticut in April of this year due to COVID-19. The long distance was quite tough throughout May. What really shocked me was how she led me on throughout that entire month, saying she wanted a promise ring, flowers, all the bells Ooh. and whistles, like gifts could bridge the pond separating us. There were red flags before this when she told me. Fast. Yeah. When she told me in March that she has doubts about her sexuality. She assured me and dismissed it at the time. In hindsight, I feel like I stayed in this relationship with my eyes wide shut. Since Monday of our breakup, I have moved all of her belongings into storage, and because she tried to break up with me through a text and not a phone call until I asked her to do it on a call, I broke all the the trinkets like bracelets and a photo frame and a photo of us she had left me. I feel violated and used. I wonder what I should do next. Thank you for your feedback. I love your podcast, and the two of you are incredible and inspiring. I love you guys. We love you. 
Uh, really you did. were used. You were used. There's a lot to unpack This here. chick is somebody who just, like, whoever she's with is the fucking yeah. focus of her entire life. And she goes in hard and it's like it's like the gravity of a star, right? Mm-hmm. She's fucking sucking him all the way in and absorbing everything about yeah. him. And so that's why she she's able to get committed fast. And that's why she's able to dump you fast is because she found the next thing and she was fucking absorbing them into it, too. I guarantee you she's probably moving on. She's probably already moved to a very serious level of that relationship where she's like talking about marriage and all kinds of shit. Is that called a succubus? It sounds like it to me. Yeah. Like where they, uh, yeah, they like almost like thrive off, if they're going to obsess over you, they, they thrive off you obsessing over them back. Mm-hmm. Like, because if you reciprocate, yeah, that flowers, type of promise ring. Prove yeah. it. Yeah. Show me every day. Give me all the gifts. And then the I'm moving on. All... I'm moving on. Oh, no, I'm already absorbed in this other person. I'm fucking done with you. Your fumes. Yeah. And that's why you get treated like fumes. It's interesting because um, so all of her previous relationships were female, and now she's saying she's not even bi; she's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. So she has her own issues with her own sexuality that no maybe question. she's working on. And you guys are both really young, so I would give her that. Like you know, maybe she's she she does sound selfish as far as the way that she's treating you, but maybe she has a lot of inner things she's obviously working out. Like um, she was in an emotionally and physically abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. She also didn't know what her sexual sexuality was clearly. And um, it almost sounds to me like when I've had uh, like friends who were in abusive relationships with men. And so then they get with a girl thinking that like they're just because they're just scared and scarred by men. So they're like, well, I'm bisexual. And so I'm going to you know, be with a woman now. And then they find out during that relationship that they're actually not bisexual, that that they just were traumatized by shitty relationships with men. And so then ultimately they go back and realize that they're they're heterosexual and they made a mistake. Right. And then they feel guilty about it. So they, they're like, oh, I fucked with someone's feelings. So they, oh, yeah. you know, try to escape like that. I don't know a lot of people like that. I just know one or two people yeah, that, yeah. that have been very abused and and and, of, often, and you're not saying that bisexuals are like that you're just saying no, 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 the, no. in these two cases i have plenty of bisexual friends know, yeah. that, uh, that are absolutely uh, yeah. yeah thank you for throwing yeah. that up because just to clarify i have many bisexual friends that are very clear on yeah. where they stand and uh but then you know there's some friends that i like uh, two people in my life that i've known that were sexually abused as children mm. by men then they were got went on to have abusive relationships with men, and then they just kind of get scarred. Let it's all men, you know. Yeah, it's it's men course. are. I'm never going to be with a man that doesn't hurt me. So then they almost convince themselves that maybe they're bisexual and should and and should try dating a woman, yeah. and then they realize that they played with somebody's feelings. Yeah. So yeah, I think in this guy's case, I think that it's the it, for me it's all about the way that he got treated at mm-hmm. the in the end right he got dumped and like forgotten about and like 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 i said he's like fucking car exhaust mm-hmm. and i i think that that shows a little bit of her true colors there mm-hmm. because there's a way better way of handling that where you don't even do it via text and all that shit it just shows me that she's moved the fuck on yeah she doesn't want to talk to him about it right like she doesn't want to give him clothes well she's very immature exactly yeah and so and, and so you should just know that you kind of dodged a bullet here yeah for sure honestly and and i wouldn't i know you're really angry and you're like i feel used and violated and you are very valid in that anger but I almost wouldn't take it personally yeah. because this person has the problems. Yeah, for sure. It, you were a, yeah, you definitely got used and you were like a pawn in them having to figure out their own shit. But it's like, 
yeah, you dodge that bullet. And, it's and I'm not even saying that they methodically used you, planned it out. No. Nothing like that. I just think that you got emotionally used. You're and they like, didn't even necessarily know they were doing it, but they, they have a pattern. You're of like collateral it. damage. Yes. Like they're like a hurricane and they don't even realize what houses they're hitting. They just need to focus on something else, especially coming out, somebody coming out of an, uh, an abusive relationship. I that think, was a marriage too. Yeah, they yeah. need to focus on something else hard, right? And then maybe it wasn't the right fit for them and they found that out and then you kind of got left in the dust. So I'm sorry. It sucks. But I think that you're going to be better off because of this. I yeah. honestly do. And maybe you'll see red flags like from people that exhibit those behaviors. Totally. In the future. But it's not because of you. No. It's not because you didn't fuck her right or whatever the hell you were, you're trying. You're trying to tell yourself, oh my god, I turned a girl lesbian. Yeah. It's not you, man. No. She definitely was struggling with her own sexuality and yeah. stuff. But um, yeah, I hope I I I'm excited for your future relationships. Exactly. And there will be. You'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this sounds funny. <laughs> from the title okay my animal crossing boyfriend is cheating on me oh, question no. mark Wait. <laughs> what is that okay i <laughs> it just sounds funny i just picture like the little character in animal crossing and he's cheating on her. <laughs> he could be i want to know what's going on okay hi steven nikki smiley face both of you are fucking beautiful oh my god oh, we love we you, love you. This is my second email to you guys, and not that I expect you guys to remember me, but I, I have an update on my life. I have friends now. I graduated college, and I'm moving to Japan this September. Life is good. Also, Steve called me out on something I said in my previous email on an episode of JK News. I'm the only one that knows he was talking about me, but I think it fulfills my make an appearance on JK News goal. So ah, thanks, Iceman. I hope it was nice. It sounds nice. Anyways, I'm an, <laughs> yeah, I wonder what it was. Anyways, I'm an avid Animal Crossing player. Marshall is my boyfriend, and we've been dating for two years now. Today, as I was playing New Horizons, I couldn't find Marshall, and he wasn't inside his house. I started to make my way towards Maple's house, one of my besties, to say hi to her, as I usually do. I jokingly think in my head, how funny would it be if I caught Marshall cheating on me with Maple? I stepped inside, and there he was. I was devastated. And Maple just moved to my island. What was he doing? I can't believe this hoe. I provided pictures at the bottom of as evidence. Notice how this cute-ass bitch just stares at me with confidence like the cold-blooded homewrecker she is. But maybe it's just a misunderstanding? I don't actually have a question, but I would love to hear more about the stories you've created for your villagers. I remember Nikki mentioning them in a video before, and I thought that was so cute and creative. Thanks for so much for reading. Love you guys. A++ to watch and listen to. Much love, Melody. Aww. First of all, That's Melody, sweet. you should break up. Yeah, yeah. Cause, cause fuck, fuck that. that. And you should the next time a camper comes to your island, you should invite them. Say you should make sure that it's it's Marshall. Yep. And you should make Maple sit with what she did. You should build a fence him. around Maple's house. Let's be honest. Oh, true. Yeah, it's time to start fucking with her yard. Eviction notice, yep. bitch. Yep. Listen, you're the resident VIP, freaking not her re resident. You're the mayor. Yeah, you're She's the not. you're the mayor. And also, you and what could, did she do to build the island? Don't let her leave yet, though. Destroy her life first. Yeah. Start giving her a bunch of items that suck. Yeah. They hate that. Give her a bunch of trash weeds. all the time. Yeah, weeds, trash, boots. Yeah. Tires. And be like, what? I may do this. Yeah, hey, here you go. I found this and I and thought then, of you. Where's she going to do? She has to put that shit in her house because that's what they do. <laughs> so then she's putting a fucking bunch of trash, trash in, in her, her house. house. Yeah, make her have a trash house. Yep. Also, around her house, get rid of all the grass and just replace it with fucking dirt or concrete. So yeah. it sucks. And she has to walk around hot concrete. I would say dirt because then weeds will grow. Good call. Yeah. Anyway, fuck Marshall. Fuck Marshall. And also build wrought iron fencing around her thing so it looks all like shit. All bad. Yeah, bad.
bad, terrible, bad. Mm. Get her. And get a, get a new bear to move in. Because nah. I think Maple's a bear, right? I don't know. Yeah, you get a new fuck bear. Fuck that though. bitch. Yeah, fuck her. <laughs> she, she knows she's cute. Also, she's everyone's favorite, so she already came in with a, her head oh, up her see, ass. I hate that. Yeah. Okay. Am I an incel? Yes. Icebreaker and Iceman. Breaker, breaker, one, two, three. Oh, God. Says, I love your nicknames. Love the show. Love your animal. Love your island and Animal Crossing. Love the cocktail recipes. I listen to your podcast when I'm practicing new recipes for my restaurant or when I'm working out. Keep it up. My name, thank you. What my a successful person. Yeah. You got a fucking restaurant. Yeah, you have your restaurant. So and he's 23. My name's Rodrigo. I turned 23. Oh, he's turning 23 this year. Whoa. And I don't know if Is I have this a- restaurant called Rodrigo's? I don't know, but That's I want good name. some Postmates from it. And I don't know if I have a problem with intimacy or something, or if I'm an incel, hence the title. I haven't had a partner since I was 17, sexually or emotionally, and is not that I hadn't had the chance to be with somebody, like some girl I met at a club or a bar or even online, online dating, is just that they don't pique my interest like the first girl I was with, which I don't even remember that well. I often fantasize about having a relationship, but I don't know how to make it happen. Any advice? You're not an incel, bro. Jesus. Well, if he you had look, a chick six years ago, the definition of incel is involuntary celibacy. Right. So if you want to be having sex and you're involuntarily not having sex, mm-hmm. then that would be the, the definition technically. Okay, fine. But the it Webster doesn't even version. sound like you're trying to go have sex. Exactly. So he's tepid. You are actually a voluntary in, a voluntary <clears throat> celibate. So you're a volcel. What do you think of that shit? What do you think of that? You can only hear that. Shit. You only get that shit on this show. Also, you ever heard of also on somebody else's show? No, hell no, you haven't. Hell no, dude. You don't hear that shit on Big Mood or any of our <laughs> chief competitors. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but check out our competitor, Big Mood. No, please don't. Just make sure that. That's please don't. That. Mark, cut that. Yeah. <laughs> so thank I you, also wanted. I would cut yourself some slack. You haven't had a partner since you were seventeen. I mean, seventeen is a child. Yeah, bro. You're a you're child. Fine. You're fine. You're fine. Um, I know it's been five years, so that sounds like a lot of time, but. Um, you're developing a sense of who you are as an adult. I really feel like whoever you meet at this time anyway, by 26 or 27, you're going to feel like you're a completely different person or a much more evolved person. So who knows if that's even the right fit, you know? But everyone does the shit where like, man, my first relationship, that was the shit. It's such a mistake. Yeah, and you say, he says he fantasizes about having a relationship or he's... No one piques his interest like the first girl he was with, but she, he, doesn't he doesn't even remember, remember that. it that well. Right. So you just remember the feeling that you had yeah. there, and you're not getting that feeling, which is it okay. Happens. But but I think you should decide on what you actually want. Like, what are you actually looking for in a person? So that when that person comes around, you'll know what you're looking for. Because it sounds like you don't really have an idea at and you're all. Not, and you're not taking it sounds like you're working on a bunch of shit you got a restaurant you're doing all kinds of cool mm-hmm. shit you got your rodrigo's branch that you're fucking opening up but are you taking steps to try to date are you on the tinders are you on the bumbles are you on the uh the delete one what's the delete one uh hinge hinge are you on that one so if you're not taking steps towards this shit then yeah don't be surprised by the results right yeah, and, and also I would uh, give people a chance, too, because um, it sounds like, because he says that he it's not like he hasn't had the chance to be with someone like some girl he met at a club or a bar or online dating. So it sounds like he's been in those places, had opportunities, and just wasn't that interested. And I think that you, like, don't write it off just because you haven't found someone yet. 
and maybe think of consider moving because the ass in your area is not like up to snuff. The ass can be better. You know what I'm saying? And think of that. Yeah. So think of that. Think, just consider that. Did you even consider the ass could be better? And also, you should break up. <laughs> I don't think he's with anyone, huh? Oh, right. Sorry. Right. Save it for the next one. But yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Do we have time for one more? Yeah, of course. One more. One more. That's it. Lucky person. Whoa, this one's... Okay, I don't even know if I can help with this one, but I okay. just need to read it because the title it. is Lost Left... <laughs> Lost left eye due to boxing. Hey, wow. Nikki and Steve. I love you guys and listen to every episode. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm a 19-year-old male from Nevada. I've been boxing from the age of six and have always dreamed of going pro. Long story short, I lost total vision in my left eye during a boxing match. This incident turned my world upside down. I understand that going pro and making a living off boxing isn't the easiest, but I liked knowing I, have, I had a chance. I've been depressed and haven't left my room in weeks how do you choose a different career having only one in mind since the age of six? Holy shit. Wow. Dude, that did you know? Hard. That, uh, well, I don't, I don't I mean, I haven't read about it in a minute, but there, there is some interesting technologies that are coming out. Your boob is about to pop oh, out. Okay. Wow. That was awesome. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you've been doing that all day, by the way. I Every time know. that you fix your hair, like your boobs will almost pop out. <laughs> like they come real close. Gotta give some people some eye candy. If that's the benefit of watching on YouTube, you guys. You're watching on YouTube. You gotta watch the show. On YouTube. You get like an uh, a side under boob oh, yeah. show. Yeah. And my dick's almost coming out all the time. Yeah, pretty much always. Every episode. I'm like, put it away. So, my dude. So, there's some interesting tech coming out. I've heard that blindness is going to be basically cured in 10 years. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's dope. Um, But I don't I don't know if that helps you right now. Right. So, I uh, maintain hope. How, what, what advice would you give for maintaining hope and optimism? Because you're really good at that. Cause I'm not that good at that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, listen. Whatever it was that you're supposed to do, you haven't gotten to do it yet, right? So that maybe isn't what you're supposed to do the whole time. Like, yeah. I think there maybe is another plan for you. Also, dude, um, and maybe I don't know enough about boxing. I did do a tiny bit of boxing at, in my youth. Um, but you could be the first, like, half-blind boxer, dude. It, I don't know right. if it's over. That's There's, true. There's a lot of people that have won, like, races with one leg yeah there's like there's different technique i know that you know boxing like it's good to have a better vision field and all that shit. you have depth of you have perception depth. and i'm probably the worst person to talk about this ever because i'm like can't you just keep turning your head i don't know like <laughs> i don't fucking know no i'm but i'm, I'm just depth to, perception I'm, no i know but i'm just trying to give i don't think that you have to give up right on, you can just train what you want to do you can train harder yeah or you know I think right now, I think you need to go through a grieving process for sure. Yeah. I think there's a certain level of grieving before you can come to acceptance. And then you're like, okay, acceptance. Now what am I going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on moving forward, right? But there is a level of grieving. And especially when there's a sudden accident like that, that you weren't planning on. Um, I also think that it would do you well to focus on the present moment. Do some, there's meditation techniques. I know this sounds like really like, all right, easy fix, do some meditation techniques. But a lot of suffering happens when you're not in the present. You know, you're thinking of all the things that could have been. You're thinking of all the things you've lost, the things that you could have done differently, regrets that you're having, like if I just moved my head this way or whatever, you're beating yourself up. Um, but if you just really get in alignment with the present moment and what's going on presently, you will 
momentarily relieve yourself of some pain and suffering. And if you're passionate about boxing, you don't have to leave boxing. Boxing as a sport is still there. And you can comment on boxing. You can start a YouTube channel where you're talking about boxing and you're you're yeah. analyzing videos and shit. And like you're still in it. You're still talking about your favorite sport. You just can't be the boxer on screen, maybe. Yeah. Like you you like there's a lot of people in sports, NFL players, yeah. who are forced out of the game due to injury. Sometimes they they it was their dream their whole fucking life. They get on a practice squad field for the first time, having just signed, and then they pull something. They never or... get to, on the on the field again. Yeah. So, but then they can go into commentating. You, there's podcasts out there. Like yeah, you can open up your own boxing gym. You don't have to leave the sport behind, right? right? The sport is still there and it needs people to talk about it and it needs people to be passionate about it. Especially if you're, if you're that passionate about it, you've been focusing on it since you're six, that's not a waste of your time, dude. Yeah. You could use this and win. I got a buddy who does NFL commentary. His name is Brandon Perna. He does this channel called That's Good Sports. And he loves football. He could never be a football player. If he ever did it, he would get killed out there in the first play. Yeah. He's a small dude. And he, you know, he got a little pee-pee too. <laughs> No, but I know, but I'm. I, but point is, is that he's obsessed with the sport, and you can tell when he's talking about it. So mm-hmm. you can tell that he loves football. So if you love boxing, you don't have to leave boxing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and then just do, and then maybe you'll even like whatever you're doing better, like that you thought that it was boxing, you, then you made this turn, and then you actually like that better because that's kind of what happened to me. Like I thought I wanted to be like. An actor like that was like I, I love acting. I've been obsessed with acting since I was eight years old. I've always thought that that was my career path, and then um, started going a different direction with YouTube. And at first, it was like I thought I, oh, I gotta you know, balance this road or whatever. And I actually like what I'm doing now, possibly better than acting. I really had to confront that the other day, where I was like, because I still grapple with like, oh, but I never made it as an actor or whatever. I never got on a TV show. But sometimes I think about like, what if I had to right now be on set 12 hours a day every single day uh there's a lot on the line also the more fame that you get like you're really like the public is mean right Mm -hmm. now like on social media like they are there's so much hate that they have to deal with i'm like i don't even know if i can mentally handle that level of fame or publicity or whatever and then also like Sometimes you book a project that you get famous for, but that's not even, you don't even like that role, but you yeah. got to keep being that role because that's what you got famous for and that's what people want from you. And a lot of YouTubers get trapped in a format where they are sick of that format, but they can't branch out and do anything else. And so, you know, in a lot of ways, I'm like, I'm doing the base of why I wanted to, to do acting, which was to understand people, to connect to people and to share stories. And I'm doing that through you know, YouTube and my other platforms, it's just a different way. And through podcasts and stuff, it's just a different way than I expected. The vehicle changed. Right. But ultimately, I don't know if it was that I wanted to be an actor. I just, that was the only route I saw before. And now, because this didn't exist. This didn't, this career field didn't exist. But then I took that left turn, not by choice. I would have much preferred to be an actor Mm -hmm. if you had given me the choice. But looking back hindsight i'm like i kind of like this Uh, no one else is in control of like i can't get fired you know yeah and And i'm connecting to people in a much more meaningful way than i might have had i 
And I, I also think that the stories that people love to tell, like when it comes to all that, and if you really want to look at this like on the bright side, which I am always trying to do, mm-hmm. you just got 10 times more interesting as a half blind boxer. Yeah. Like, your story is more interesting. You could get more exposure from it because people are like, whoa, that's crazy to hear about. It's like it's yeah. like when you see a child prodigy or something that something that quote unquote shouldn't ha- shouldn't be possible. Like Beethoven was deaf. Right. And it's, he is a crazy good composer. There are limitations that everyone faces and you have one that everyone's like, whoa, like that would be crazy to try to do that. So I think you could be a fucking uh, glass ceiling breaker yeah, you in, could in succeed. your own way. Despite those that exactly. challenge, yeah, and we believe in you, bro. We anyway, really yeah, we we believe we hope for the best for you, and we believe in you, and keep us. Posted. And if you have a girlfriend, you should break up with her too. Definitely break up with her, yeah. or a boyfriend, or a boyfriend. Just break up. They're getting in the way. Yeah, hey, come on, get real about it. I don't think they love you. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> they should communicate with you more then. All right, we love you guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in for this week's episode of Shit They Don't Tell You. Be sure to rate us because we just like really it like it. Helps so much. It. Five it stars, so please. Much. Five stars on everything. Um, thumbs up the video. It helps so much. You have no idea. Also, share this with your friends. Share with your friends. Build, help build our audience. Help can build. Thanks, audience. Thank you. Thank you. See you next time. Bye. Who wouldn't want to hear a show hosted by a guy called Iceman? Come on, an icebreaker. Well, they, they don't really... They don't mean it's that. Like that but. Breaker, breaker, out. Breaker, breaker, out.